إن الحمد لله أحمده واستعينه واستغفره واستهديه وأعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله وصفيه من بين خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح لهذه الأمة صلوات الله وسلامه عليه يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وبعد If you were to ask any Muslim any 21st century Muslim whether they love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ummi or not everyone will claim that they love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who would ever dare to say that they don't love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a matter of fact, we all claim that we love him more than anyone else. This is a claim that we all make. Yet the average person doesn't know how to express that love or how to manifest that love. If you truly love the Prophet and you want to show the Messenger of Allah, and before even the Prophet you want to show Allah that you love his Messenger. How is that love supposed to manifest itself in your life? I mean, you can make that claim to me and I would just take it and I will believe it. I can make that claim and you will believe me. But we can make claims that we are not truthful about to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah won't accept it. So, what does authentic, real, true love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa look like? How does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want us to show that love? That's what matters the most. I mean, at the end of the day, we love the Prophet ﷺ. As a human being, if you met him, you know, you, those who met him, عنهم, may Allah be pleased with them, they said he was the, the, the most amazing, extraordinary human being you can, you can ever meet or interact with. ﷺ. But as a human being, he was, he was amazing. ﷺ. But the, the, the reason the Prophet ﷺ means much more than just an amazing, extraordinary human being to us is because he's Rasulullah ﷺ. And Allah mentioned him in the Quran. The companions spoke about him ﷺ, describing him. And anyone that learns anything about the Prophet ﷺ objectively will have to fall in love with him ﷺ. But when it comes to loving him sallallahu alayhi wasallam as an obligation, as a religious obligation, as a necessity, as part of you being a true believer, that love has what the scholars call lawazim. Right? It necessitates more than just a claim, a verbal claim. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that to us in the Quran. The first one is that we have to believe in him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have to believe in his prophethood sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have to believe that he was a messenger from Allah azza wa jal. Of course, everyone will say, yeah, of course, I believe that he was a messenger from Allah azza wa jal. I even heard from non-Muslims, some non-Muslims who say, yeah, we believe that he was a true messenger from God. He couldn't be anything except a messenger from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet وسلم, if you study his life, if you study his seerah, right, you will come to one conclusion and one conclusion only that that man وسلم, could have not been anything except a messenger from Allah. Right? There's, there's no other explanation for it. But what does that mean? Brothers and sisters, what that means is that the Prophet وسلم, had authority given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the recipient of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine revelation. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was infallible sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sacred sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's a red line. Believing in him is essential. Without believing in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or if a person rejects the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or rejects anything that the Prophet Sallallahu brought, that person is no longer classified as a believer. You can believe in Allah or in the existence of Allah Azza wa If you reject the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's authority as a messenger from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then that person is not a believer. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, فَآمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ النَّبِيِّ الْأُمِّيِّ Without believing in him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a person will not have a chance to make it to Jannah. This has to be well established. We cannot uh, be in doubt. This has to be very clear. That if someone accepts everything that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought, Except that they, that individual does not consider the Prophet ﷺ to be a messenger from God or does not believe in the Prophet ﷺ, that person cannot be called a believer. Believing in the Prophet ﷺ also means that we believe that whatever he brought ﷺ is from Allah Azza wa Jal. Believing in the Prophet ﷺ also means that the Prophet ﷺ fulfilled his mission. And he completed the religion. And he, does not, he did not hold back ﷺ. He delivered the message. And he fulfilled his obligation ﷺ. يَا أَيُّهَا الرَّسُولُ بَلِّغْ مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ مِنْ رَبِّكَ وَإِنْ لَمْ تَفْعَلْ فَمَا بَلَّغْتَ رِسَالَتَهِ The Prophet ﷺ did not hold back, did not hide anything. The Prophet ﷺ did not omit anything. The Prophet ﷺ did not conceal anything. بِأَبِي هُوَ أُمِّي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ Everything that Allah ﷺ revealed to him and told him to deliver, he did. And the Prophet ﷺ gave it all and he put his own life sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and everything that he had sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the line. So we have to believe in that. There are no secrets, there are no hidden 
There's no hidden information. The Prophet didn't hold back. He delivered everything. That's the number. Uh, that's the first one. Number two. Loving the Prophet ﷺ means that you put his love above and before anything else. After the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's the love of the Prophet ﷺ. And this claim, brothers and sisters, will be tested. We will be tested. Just like if we were to claim that we believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah says, I will test you. Alif Lam Meem Ahasiban Nasu Ayutraku Ayakulu Amanna Wahum Layuftanu. Likewise, your love, your claim to love the Prophet is going to be tested. Allah will test you. Do you love the Prophet more or do you love your wealth more? The companions of the Prophet were tested. Do you love the Prophet more or do you love your family or your children more? Is it more important for you to please the Prophet of Allah or to please Allah by obeying the Messenger of Allah Right? Is it more important, you know, is the Prophet more loved to you than your spouse or your reputation or what or how people perceive you? All of this is going to be tested. And Allah Azza wa said to the companions, clearly, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ If these things, if these possessions, your homes, your, your um, parents, your children, your siblings, your wives, your tribes, your nationality. If any of these elements are more beloved to you, or if they are dearer to you than Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says that then wait until Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's command comes to you. In other words, the love of the Prophet, of Allah and His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam must be put above and before any of this. The Prophet said, Anas reported that the Prophet said, Wallahi, or Walladhi nafsi biyadihi, la yu'minu ahadukum, that none of you is a true believer, hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi, until I am dearer to him. Min walidihi wa waladihi, from dearer to him than his parent and his child. And the rest of people. Abdullah ibn Hisham said, Abdullah ibn Hisham said, We were the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and the Prophet, the Messenger of Allah, was holding the hand of Umar. And when he was holding the hand of Umar, Umar at that moment, he said to the, to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi imagine just you know, having your hand being held by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi right? So the Prophet is holding his, Umar's hand and Umar felt you know, the love. So he, he said to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, expressing and sharing what he felt at that moment. He said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, لَأَنْتَ أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ 
you are indeed more beloved to me than anything. I love you more than anything. Illa min nafsi. And Umar wanted to be honest. And at that moment, you know, he didn't think to himself. He said, you are, I love you more than anything except myself. Yani you, you know, I love myself. And then, so the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam didn't say thank you Umar. Okay, that's great. The Prophet sallallahu had to explain to Umar that that's not enough. So he said to Umar, No, nay, Umar. By the one in whose hand is my soul. Not until I am more beloved to you than yourself. And Umar said, He said, you know, now that you mentioned it, O Messenger of Allah, you are indeed more beloved to me than myself. I love you more than my soul. I would give up my life for you, so, which means that I, I love you more than, my, uh, than I love myself. And that's when the Prophet said, Umar. Now, now you got there, Umar. Now you finally got it. And the companions of the Prophet had this natural love for the Prophet that they were willing to put everything and anything on the line. For the Prophet. Abu Talha was defending the Messenger of Allah in the battlefield on the day of Uhud. And as the Prophet was giving, was supplying him with arrows, when the Prophet stood, Abu Talha kept saying, Messenger of Allah, duck. You know, lower yourself, O Rasulullah. I don't want you to be shot by an arrow. You're their number one target. Let it be my neck before your neck, O Messenger of Allah. Abu Dujana came and surrounded the Prophet from every direction and he was just taking shots for him. And when the Messenger of Allah survived and went back from Uhud, a woman from Ansar was looking for the Prophet and as she was waiting for the Messenger of Allah to arrive, they kept telling her, about individuals from her household that died, that were killed in the battlefield, one after another. And each time, every time they told her about a, a member of her family, she would say, but how about Rasulullah? Just tell me about Rasulullah, that's what I'm here for. And when she finally saw the, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, she said, Kullu Rasulullah If their husbands, their children, their fathers or their brothers came back safe without Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that would have not been satisfactory. So they had this love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They put everything before him. And that is why we hear about this just amazing experiences that the Sahaba reported or that, was, that were reported to us from the lives of the, of, the, of the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because they lived it. And because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, You want to know what Iman tastes like? You want to enjoy the sweetness of Iman? The Prophet sallallahu says, You have to have three components. There have to be these three things that you have to be able to master. And the number one thing that the Prophet mentioned was, To love Allah and His Messenger more than anyone or anything else. 
Once you're there, you put Allah and His Messenger before anyone or anything else, then you're going to start tasting Iman. Then Iman becomes, is going to become an extraordinary experience that you will enjoy. It's not going to be a, this, this huge struggle. You know, it's not going to be a burden. It's going to be an amazing experience. So the companions of the Prophet ﷺ love the Messenger of Allah more than anything else. And for us, there's a chance. Yes, we, we didn't meet the Prophet ﷺ. We, we won't be able to, as one of the scholars, contemporary uh, poets said, Rasulullah, I, I wasn't there for you in Uhud. I couldn't be there for you in Uhud. I wasn't there for you in Badr. I wasn't able to be with you in the cave. I couldn't travel with you. I wasn't there to listen to your khutbas directly from you. I couldn't pray behind you. I didn't have the chance to hold your hand or hug your body or kiss it. I didn't have the opportunity. I wasn't given the opportunity to ask you to pray for me or to be touched by you sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We don't. That is not. But we have another opportunity that the Prophet ﷺ talked about. The Prophet spoke about a people who will come after his time. Individuals who will love him sincerely. That they will be willing, theoretically speaking, they will be willing to give up everything that they have. To have a moment with the Messenger of Allah ﷺ or to see him. That kind of love cannot be achieved by just making a claim. In order for us to reach that level, we'll have to get to know the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But not only that, but we have to also manifest our love with the third element that the scholars mentioned and Allah Azzawajal stated in the Quran, which is to put the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or to honor the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and to show him the respect that he deserves. This is something that we have to hold ourselves to the highest of standards. And we have to make sure that this is something also that we reinforce in our households. Showing the Prophet ﷺ the respect that he deserves. Tawqir, ihtiram, taqdeer. These are different words for it. When the Messenger of Allah ﷺ moved to Medina, his host was Abu Ayyub al-Ansari. And Abu Ayyub al-Ansari and his wife Umm Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu anhuma, that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam came, they offered the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they had a two-story house. So they offered the Messenger of Allah sallallahu to be upstairs. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam took that, but then it became inconvenient. Because every time people came to meet with the Prophet or he wanted to meet with someone, they had to come and go through, through the uh, you know, private, you know, through, through uh, Abu Ayyub and Umm Ayyub. So it was inconvenient. So the Messenger of Allah asked them to, if he can move to the lower level and if they can take back their, their room upstairs. And Abu Ayyub and Umm Ayyub said to the Prophet how Messenger of Allah, how can we do this? How can we, like we cannot imagine being above you, O Messenger of Allah. Yani physically we can't be sitting on top of where, where you're, you are. To the point where in some books they say that the Abu Ayyub and Umm Ayyub used to always sit in the corner. Just because they couldn't just be themselves and enjoy themselves walking around 
on uh, you know on on a on a floor beneath which the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is sitting and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they told him you know one time they they broke a vessel or a container that that had water on it and they didn't want that to drip to leak or drip on the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so they started to use all of their garments or whatever they had to dry it right. so even even in that one of the companions of the Prophet وسلم, speaking to his son, speaking to his son, he said, Oh son, you know that I love you more than anyone else except Rasulullah. And it's obvious. But even in their speech, they were very careful. They made sure that they put the Prophet وسلم, before anyone. يعني هو شعر أنه ينبغي عليه أن يستثني رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حتى في كلامهم العادي رضي الله عنهم وأرضاه إن الله عز وجل إن القرآن سد إن أرسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا لتؤمنوا بالله ورسوله وتعزروه وتوقروه وتسبحوه بكرة وأصيلة فالله سبحانه وتعالى requires that from us that we show him the respect that he deserves and that's why we are not supposed to address the Prophet like we address one another. We address him with his title, Rasulullah, Nabiullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لا تجعلوا دعاء الرسول بينكم كدعاء بعضكم لبعض. That's why out of respect, when, whenever his name is mentioned sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we invoke God's peace and blessings upon him. And we say, we send our salutations to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa naqulu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hada min al-adab ma'a rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa min tawqeer rasulillahi wa ahtiramihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aladhi huwa wajibun ala kulli muslim. That's why we don't raise our voices above the voice of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we don't raise our voices in his message sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because he's buried there, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And whenever his statements or his sunnah or his tradition is being taught, we lower our, our voices and we show respect for the Prophet and for his legacy and for his memory. Sahl ibn Sa'd was addressing a community, and in the middle of a hadith, he was telling them about what the Prophet said. And he found out that some people were, were talking. They were having a side talk. They were whispering. And he was offended. He said, I talked to you about the... I'm telling you what the Prophet ﷺ used to say and you distract yourself with a side conversation. This is not a community worthy of living amongst. And he decided to relocate. He actually went, packed his stuff and he left the town. Because he felt that there was no... They didn't have appreciation. For, for what the Prophet ﷺ had to say. And now we have people who you know, reject the entire collection of the Prophet ﷺ's statements and narrations that tell us what the Prophet ﷺ was like. Last but not least that I, I, I would like to mention is obeying the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. True love for the Prophet ﷺ manifests itself in obeying him ﷺ. Whatever he brought you, you have to take it. And by the way, for those who say, well, I'm not rejecting what the Prophet ﷺ said, but we cannot authenticate any of this, or we don't know what is real and what is not. So therefore, we're just going to reject everything, or we're going to just marginalize everything. We're not going to accept anything. 
So you're telling me Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Obey the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah said, Whatever the Prophet brought you, take, and whatever he forbade you from, stay away from it. And you're telling me that is basically lost. The only generation that was able to hear and, and practice what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told them to do was the companions, those who lived with him. And those who came after him have no access to any of that. It was just, it was lost. With his death, the Prophet's legacy is gone. خلاص. The only thing that is left is the Quran. Subhanallah. So, and, and how do we know how, how to pray? The Prophet said, Pray as you see me pray. So, where, where do we find that? You can't find it in the Quran. The Prophet, speaking about Hajj, he said, Learn the rights of Hajj from me. Where do we find that? I say this and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you and I of those who listen and follow the best of what they listen to. I say this and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you and I Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadi ladhina as-safa. If you can inshallah move forward and fill in the gaps. My dear brothers and sisters, Abu Bakr and Umar decided to go and visit Ummu Ayman uh, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to do. So when they went to visit her and uh, she remembered the message of Allah and she cried. So they told her, أَمَا تَعْلَمِينَ أَنَّمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ لِرَسُولِهِ they told her, don't you know that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is in a better place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was his choice sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to be with Allah. So she said, I am not crying about that. What I'm mourning and crying right now is the fact that wahi, revelation has ceased. No more. Jibreel is not coming to see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam anymore. That connection, that open line of communication that we had with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or with heaven through fresh revelation coming from, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came to an end with the passing of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and when she mentioned that Abu Bakr and Umar started to cry. Right. That's one thing that they lost and that's one thing that we lost. And the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew, felt and experienced what you know, what it's like to have the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in their midst. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them that privilege and that gift. You and I, on the other hand, brothers and sisters, unless we go out, well, I don't want to say go out of our way as if we're doing anyone a favor, but unless we are committed enough to bring the legacy of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to bring the tradition of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam into our lives. We have to be proactive, we have to seek it, we have to desire it. We have to be committed to it. Unless we do that, we won't be able to get any of it. We won't be able to get a taste of what it's like to have the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu in your life. We have, to, we have to do it differently, we have to seek it, we have to go, we have to be so committed we have to study the Qur'an. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ had a dynamic relationship with the Qur'an, a two-way relationship. Even when they had difficulty understanding the Qur'an, sometimes the answer came through the Qur'an. More revelation came to explain to them, or the Prophet ﷺ was there to explain to them. Right? 
And they sought it too. But you and I, we have to, we have to be disciplined enough, motivated enough on our own to go and seek the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'll conclude by saying the following. Urub ibn Zubayr went to Aisha and he said, um, or Masruq rather, they asked Aisha, what was he like, the Messenger of Allah? We want to know what he was like because we want to be, be able to, to relate to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, describe him. She said, Ama Quran? Don't you read the Quran? He said, yes. That was your Prophet. His character was of the Quran. Study it. Study how the Prophet manifested or how the Prophet applied this book. Live it to the best of your ability. And Abshir, glad tidings to those who do that. The Prophet said, the closest of you and the dearest to me on the Day of Judgment are those who have the best of manners. Manners that are inspired by the character of the Prophet May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reunite us with our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's peace and blessings be upon him. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusallun ala al-nabi. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin abdika wa rasulika wa habibik. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawalah. Allahumma aizza al-islam wa al-muslimin. Allahumma abrim li umati al-islami amra rushdi yu'azzu fihi ahlu al-ta'ah. Wa yuhda fihi ahlu al-ma'asiyah wa yu'maru fihi bil-ma'ruf. وينها فيه عن المنكر عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينها عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنع